What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome back to part two of our business episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. We left off. This is our first part two, which is is. kind of exciting, right? (laughs) It's a big deal. Yes. Um, And today we're going to, yeah, we're just going to dive back in. We're going to do a little what's buzzing, quick catch up there. And then we'll just dive back in and kind of finish these thoughts out on business. I'm so surprised we had so many thoughts on business. I'm, I'm actually proud of ourselves. Or Us. we just like to ramble. Or we both. <laughs> Either or, it's fun. So, All right. Let's dive into what's buzzing. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. I am buzzing. I had a few options today. Really? Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been buying some stuff lately. I'm back. Wait. I'm are back. you buying stuff to have a <laughs> yeah, buzzing? Are absolutely. you? No, 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 no. Maybe a little bit, oh. but... Not Wait, you're at, you're at home telling Priya, sorry, honey, I have to buy this. It's for work. <laughs> yeah. It's a write-off. <laughs> Got to get it. I love it. I hope, I mean, the, the hope someday is that, you know, What's Buzzing is a sponsored topic, right? Oh. I mean, because no, we're out we would, here. But then we would be lying about it. We'd no, be no, 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 no. It's like we, whatever we're buzzing on, like it's not like, hey, like you, I want you to wear these shoes and buzz on them. It's yeah. more of like, hey, I'm buzzing on these shoes. Yeah. I want to talk about them, but here's what it's going to cost you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this podcast <laughs> is about to be big. <laughs> okay. Well, catch us in five yeah. years when that's hey, happening. Hey, it's the long game. Okay, it's it a long game. Speaking of long game, okay. I'm buzzing on some new shoes that I got for some long runs. Really? Yeah. So... I, we're doing the Spartan race. We're doing three Spartan races in August for my wife's Wait, 40th you do birthday. Know, Wait, did we talk about this? Well, I've, yes. Okay. You, you, okay. You're talking Spartan stuff. I mm-hmm. told you we're doing Spartan stuff. Okay. You said I'd do it with you and then you've already forgotten. Um, so in August, we're doing uh, three races in the weekend so we're doing the trifecta which is kind of i'm like actually really scared it sounds like a bad idea it <laughs> sounds like an awful it's idea bad. but he, like priya wanted to do something really hard or like accomplishing for her for before she turns 40 so she turns 40 in january of 2023 and we were going to climb mount rainier and then that just like there's too much planning and like weather windows and kids and it's just too much so i was like we kind of like, and then actually, here, actually, this is kind of cool. She wanted to do a bodybuilding competition. That like, and I remember you this. remember, and we've had conversations, and I have, you know, not. It's like I want to support her in whatever she wants to do, but then I'm also like, yo, like being in the fitness industry. Like I hear from a lot of people, especially women, like it can really wreck your body, oh, and yeah. like I don't know if that's a good thing to do for your fortieth like yeah. celebrations. <laughs> like fuck yourself over. You know, anyways, it was a long conversation and I think that she always had it like she just wanted to do something like big and beyond herself. And so we kind of just like brainstormed for a while. We landed on the Spartan race. 
Very cool then. If that's where you landed, I'm actually all yeah. for this now. It's okay, cool. going back. So three, yes. so one Spartan race per day. So there's two days. The Saturday we do a beast, which is like, it's 11 to 13 miles. And then you go back on Sunday and do a five to seven mile one and then take a break and do a three to five mile one. It's going to be like torture. Okay. I'm literally getting a stomachache just thinking about you guys having to do that. I know. Because if you don't know anybody that's tuning in, a Spartan race, he's not just saying they're going to go on a run. Yeah. It is an obstacle course. Yeah. And there's like, I think in the beast, there's like 40 obstacles. And I think in the like super, which is the the mid-level, I think there's like 30. And then the sprint, there's like 20 or 30. I mean, here's the thing. We did the sprint last year and I was like, uh, you know, I was... Actually, um, what was your Kali. friend's name? Kali, yes. I'm. Yeah. But that was like, um, we were sore. You know, you're carrying like heavy ass buckets of rocks. You're like sandbags. You're up, like it, you're climbing ropes. You're doing monkey bars. You're doing the whole thing. You're going underwater. It's gross, but it's just kind of fun. I love that you yeah. and Priya are doing this. So we're training. Like that's why, like, so the whole smart training, like you're where you're at with like you know this is so i'm like bird walk buzzing but like where you've been training and putting a lot of energy into like hyping it up and getting you know back to this athletic movement and all this it's been like we're kind of riding that wave too so at home we're like strength training more we're now like talking about okay like when are we gonna start running you know what days are let's go trail running which then brings me to my buzz because i got some ultra Oh, yeah. Uh, Lone Peak Fives, and I am buzzing. Well, they are the competitor to basically Vivo for running because they're so wide. Yeah, exactly. So they're the only one I've found so far with like a wide toe box. So I love Vivo. On the daily, I'm Vivo. On the workout, I'm Vivo. But on a 13-mile run, I'm not the Vivo because my feet are, I have like flat feet. Like Mm -hmm. it's not good. You know, I would like have just broken feet if I tried to it's like running barefoot for 20 something miles in a weekend it's not good so I need some support so I went the lone peak fives they're comfy they got nice grip on the bottom they're just they feel good so I'm excited people people are people love them yeah like love them so I'm excited for you yeah I'm a little on a run yeah like I did a little you know I did like a little like a one mile (laughs) yeah 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 and I took it in some grass to go off road you know because I got the it's for the off road you know (laughs) so I took her off road a little bit uh but we're gonna start doing some more trail runs yeah And I'm looking forward to that because I think like street running is hard on your knees and stuff. Oh, trail running is so so much better. better. And it's just more fun. Like it's, you know, you're out in nature. So it's just, again, you know, the woes of a parent. But it's like, when can we both go for like hours in the woods? Yeah. You know, it's like takes a lot of scheduling things to line up for that to happen where it's like, yo, like tomorrow morning go run and I'll stay home. And when you're done, I'll go run. Like that's much easier because we don't have a trail. So you guys do completely separate training and then you come together at the Spartan race and see if you're like on the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who can beat? Yeah, exactly. Did it pay off? Better let her win for 40. No, I will for sure. might though. Beast mode. Yeah. So I'm excited on the, the trail run, the, the, the ultra lone peak fives. Yeah. But then I'm also excited about the Spartan because something to train for. They need something to train for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, okay. Is it my turn? Or are you still buzzing? No. Yeah. Oh, this is what okay. you normally do. 
I when waited, it was just already a smooth, perfect transition, and then it's just so a shots fired situation. You're like, cool. Are you done? <laughs> I waited so patiently. You did. You engaged. You asked me questions. This is what you do. You bait me. You always bait me. I'm like, she's interested today. She wants to hear what I have to say. Oh, and you're like, okay, good God. Enough. No, that's not it. Okay. I was interested in some in, oh, in most of it. Mainly the beginning. <laughs> In the end. I'm so sorry. Okay. So I am buzzing on the Seattle Storm. Mm. So I went to two games this past week. And I will start by saying I'm actually very embarrassed. I'm a little ashamed that I haven't been to a Storm game ever. Mm. Um, Because I should be out here supporting women's sports 24-7. And now I will be. And it was so fun. And not that you need a reason to go, but we have a beautiful arena here now in Seattle. They play yeah. a climate pledge. Um, and it was a great time. Did they win? They did win. Nice. They, they won, I've been to two games this past week. They won the second game. Where at or where in the season are they? Uh, just beginning. I oh, think cool. like game four or five. So nice. if you are in Seattle or your local city, mm-hmm. go support the WNBA. Go support women's sports in general. Um, because next I'm going to go to the rain game, which is our soccer team here. Um, so yeah, that was my quick buzz, but shout out to women's sports here. And yeah. also like shout out to going and supporting them with our money. Are you going to get season's tickets? You know what? I'm, <laughs> I did start thinking about that. Yeah. I did. Then you're committed. Yeah. I did think like that would be really, that would be cool to mm-hmm. get season tickets. Also though, this is a, this is a bird walk. Mm-hmm. So follow along with me. But Megan Rapino was at the game yesterday, and shout out to women's sports. Uh, soccer is now getting equal pay. I don't know the exact extent, but getting equal pay to men's now for I think that literally got passed yesterday. So who's that is, Megan Rapino? Sorry, I don't know. Who oh, Megan, Rapinoe, Megan is. Rapinoe is just the star soccer player. Okay, of the U.S. national team. She, I, I actually, I don't necessarily know if she's a star anymore. She's getting a little bit older, so I don't know if she's still playing, but. Or she's going to play one more season. But she's been fighting for a long time mm. for equal pay because the women, especially uh, women's national team here in, in the States, they get so much, so much exposure. Like people really watch them and they just don't get paid anywhere near what the men get paid. And so they've been fighting for a long time and now they are going to get equal pay. That's all. very cool. Yeah, It's no disrespect to Megan. I don't watch sports in general, in general. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't know the male star, or I, I yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know the male star either. So it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> I know the I male mean, star I, in the world. I really <laughs> only know that because you always say that. That's like your example of like it's, a few things. He's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I use Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've used that name. It, where I, I had to look it up and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's that person. Maybe I've used it as he is also the person that's most followed on Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have like yeah, yeah, yeah. a few things that relate sure. to that. that okay, we've it. gone on so many bird yeah. walks. I'm going to cut myself off. Hold on. One quick little thing though. Did you ever think about sports? Like I was watching golf the other day at the barbershop and it's so funny, like the industry that's created from getting a ball in a hole. <laughs> Oh, it's so crazy. Like like basketball, soccer, all the things, golf. And I was like, there is just like billions and billions of dollars of like 
billions. careers globally. And you're like, all to get that little ball in that little hole over there on the grass. Yeah. Like, it's just hilarious. Like, if, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. sometimes well, I think no, that way. Well, no, it's more. It's not that. It's like if they were trying to get a ball in a hole, but it's all about because we want to be so entertained by somebody getting yeah. a ball in a hole. Like, that's what all this money is about. All of this, all of our interest in being... I'm not saying distracted by sports because hello, I sure. love sports, but like being invested in something other than our own lives. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so, do you think that is how it started? Then, like, it started for the audience, or it started for the game? I would think it started for the game. I think it started for the game. I'm just saying it became yeah, something yeah, because yeah. people started. Ha- there was an interest. I mean, it started with gladiators. Yeah, actually, okay, which okay. was like for the audience too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where that's it all true. started. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, so crazy. We got to go back in sports history. Not today. Yeah. Not today. And get maybe a sports historian on there because yeah. I don't know shit about sports. But. Me neither. And I'm also, I'm a little embarrassed that I don't know the exact uh, scale of what's happening for equal pay, but they brought it up at the game yesterday. Mm. And so I know that's a really big deal. So. so now you're shouting it out. So I'm shouting it out just because Sue Bird, Megan Rapino, Sue Bird's fiance. So it just was like, that was my mm. little bird walk as it all went as I went Ooh. to the Storm game. A little Sue Bird walk. Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice work. Oh my God. Nice work. Did not even. That's good. I can't even okay. take credit. Well, first, before we dive into listener questions, just want to acknowledge you for showing up today because I know you're not feeling that well. You know, <laughs> so if we have to, like, if you're a little slow, I just want the people out there to know where we're at. You've got a bad headache. You yeah, know, it's you not had a COVID stressful team. day. It's not I, COVID. And it's not, I just get these migraines sometimes. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a migraine. I'm not on my A game, but I'm bringing my A game. And you for came, this you were here at 9.02, which is. Very impressive. It's actually early for me. Yeah. If you're late, you're early. If you're really late, you're on time. Yeah. If you don't show up, you're late. Something like that. Uh, that anyways, so thank you thank for you. showing up and giving this, you know, you. given this schedule that we've created. Respect. Um, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I respect this schedule. Okay. So since last time we sort of left off with, I think, one question, we're going to dive into just a few more questions and I'm just going to kind of ask you a few more questions. We're going to okay. dive into the business. So let's start off with do, 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 do anonymous. No name here. Oh, unless they say it in the uh, recording. Hey guys, uh, I have a question. I'm wondering if you can talk about your philosophy and approach around money. And if you've ever had to work through any, mental blocks about money, earning money as a woman, as a business owner, and um, how you think about that now. And um, just curious if anything comes to mind that you might share any advice or ideas behind that. Thank you so much. Whoa, this is a huge question and we could go on and on about it. Uh, So I will try to round it up. So you can kind of give me a wink if I'm going on a bird walk. Okay. I mean, that's what we're here for is to talk. So don't feel, Well, first and foremost, I love money. I think it's always, sometimes it can be kind of like poo-pooed to say that or whatever. But like, I was the kid that was collecting pennies when I was young. Like, I love money. If I got money, I put it in a a piggy bank. If I wanted something, I saved up for it. Like, I just love money. So I've always had an interesting relationship with money because it's been a huge motivator. Um, but I've also been very clear that I wanted to, when I started getting into business, that I wanted to be able to have control over 
the level of money I could make. And so it was really interesting at a young age when I was working a nine to five, I started realizing like there's no way from, I can start to understand where I cap out. Um, and so I think it was one of the huge motivators for me to become a business owner and to be able to do my own thing. And then as a business owner, you realize money's really hard to make. <laughs> there's no limits, but there's, it's really challenging. There's no limits, but whoa, And there's the no money? guarantee. There's no guarantee. Yeah. You're contro- you are in control of all of your own stuff. So early on, a suggestion, I think we've talked about this, somebody gave me was make sure you have an accountant. So I started to be smart with money that way, but also running your business costs a lot of money. Um, and so for me, I've always been somebody that believes so much in a bigger goal that I was heading to that I was willing to invest almost all of my money, actually all of my money all the time into my businesses. So I've had a very interesting relationship with money where I don't necessarily, I love money, but I don't necessarily hoard it because I'm willing to spend it sometimes on ridiculous things like shoes or whatever, but also I've constantly used it to reinvest in myself. So now when it comes to, I'm at a place in my life where I have the luxury of making a little bit more money and making different choices. It's still for me, I don't have a lot of advice in terms of like where to invest other than real estate, because that's something that I've done. Um, And I only mean one, I bought a home. Um, But for me, I've constantly invested in the one thing that I felt like I had the most control over, which was myself in my business. What was the original question she was asking? Yeah, just kind of like your relationship with money and whatnot. Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry, go. I was just going to say, I feel like your relationship has changed a little bit over the years. Really? Yeah, the last like three years. I feel like you, which maybe you can just speak to or yeah. maybe you don't agree with, I don't know. But like, I feel like at first when we started working together, you were really like, it's just what you want to go big, you want to go big, you want to go big. Mm. And I think that seems to have changed over the years where you're like, not that you don't want to go big, but that doesn't seem like that's the only thing. You're more of like, you know, smaller could be good, but it's more about like, it's less about that number. It's more about, it seems like you, you've honed in on some sort of like personal happiness or... Yeah, that's actually, that's a very good observation of me because I think that's very accurate. I will say I've always, I think you have to be very clear about where you're at with money and what you're willing to do for money because when you start to get in a position where money is the driving force, you can start to make a lot of decisions that you realize don't really align with who you are. Um, So I will say I'm very proud of myself. I can honestly say I've always chosen my passion and my beliefs over money. I've never sold out in that sense. But I have always had an interest of creating something which I defined as big. (laughs) And I think big meant, you know, a very, a big company that was bringing in a lot of money. And I think we've had a lot of success, but I've started to realize bigger isn't always better. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that comes with big. And so if my goal is to be big, I need to start defining what I'm willing to lose to have big. You know, I start to look at my life and I realize I I'm constantly giving up so much because I'm working 24 seven or, you know, I have a goal of something that cause like needs a lot of my energy. And so what I think you're referring to is I, I would say over the past year, I've started to realize like, I don't actually, it's not that I need more and more and more. It's that I need a certain amount. I enjoy the life that I live. And then 
I need more time. Mm. <laughs> and you know, like you can't at some, like at some point in time, I think I'm having mini midlife crisis where I'm realizing I'm 36 and I want more time to do things. Like I want to be able to spend time with family or friends or travel. Um, so I think that's where I'm starting to have the understanding of like more is not always better for me personally. It can't be yeah. for other people, but I, I, I still love money and I, I love what, money affords me. I love nice things. And I, I love, I, it's a huge motivator for me, mm -hmm. um, but I never ever have chosen money over my passion and my purpose. Yeah. And my beliefs. Another observation was, I feel like you've gotten more comfortable mm. sharing a little bit that like, yeah, you know, you, you don't like post your salary online, but like, you know, you have a nice car mm -hmm. and that was very forbidden fruit we don't talk about the nice car like so on social oh, gosh you're right and we talked a couple of years ago and it was like look you're not fooling anybody like yeah. people know you make money yeah so i think maybe if you can speak to a little bit like i remember the conversation was around not wanting to come off you know like um like too materialistic mm -hmm. you know and like it, it, but then you you know we had some conversations where yeah. you're just like, just because I love money, like doesn't mean I'm materialistic or whatever. So, and maybe I am a little materialistic, yeah. <laughs> but I'm super motivated. I think I've just, I've had a very interesting relationship with money my whole life. I think also I didn't want to be seen as other than people. I have this, I mean, and that is like a huge topic, but I've always like had this weird relationship with wanting to fit in, but then also wanting to stick out. Yeah. And so I think for me, for money, like as I started to make more money and be more successful, there's a separation of being able to, I'm running my own business. I'm making my own money. I am, you know, I can afford, you know, certain nicer things that then are great. But then I start to feel like I'm very different than other people. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's a weird, I don't, I would need a therapist here to sit here and break this down. Um, but I think over the past few years, I've started to realize like I actually am making a choice to work extremely hard to make the money that I make and do the things that I'm doing. And it's okay that I like that and have chosen that and then choose to, in some sense, reward myself with totally. certain things. And, and, and for me, like a car, I, I have a very nice car. I love her. I sit in her every day. I drive 24 seven and I'm reminded every single day that this exact car is something I told somebody was my dream car like six years ago. And so those are just constant reminders for me of like, I am working my ass off for many, many reasons, but this is just a token of appreciation for the things that I've given up in life to be where I'm at. And I think that I'm okay with that now. Yeah. I'm more and more okay with that. Yeah. And I hope you, <laughs> what? I know we're all, you, you say I can say anything, but yeah, I think the interesting thing about this too, is that like you do spend money where you spend money. Like you were living with family and you had the nice car, like you were saving money yeah. because you, like it wasn't the right time. Well, this is so, okay. We're going on a tangent, but this is true. But this is, it's so I think true. it's relevant though. Because, and I wouldn't buy a home because I wanted a certain level of home. Yeah. So everyone was saying, well, the smart move would be that you just buy a home and you know, Seattle property makes, you know, good money. And then next year and I was like no 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 I know for a fact with the way that I'm working I'm gonna be able to just like give me a year mm -hmm. you know what I mean so yeah I had the nice home I mean I had the nice house 
and I was living in a duplex, but I was like, I knew, I knew exactly what I was doing. The nice like, car, and you were yeah, sorry, duplex. sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah. I had a nice it's cool. car. You got I was the headache. Not that a duplex is not nice. Let me <laughs> no, just say no, that. no. But that is how my mind thinks, and mm-hmm. I just have this sense of like I'm in control of where I want to go and what I want to do, even though that's pretty false. I'm not always in control, and so I had it set out. Nobody understood, but also. It happened. It yeah. worked, you know, and totally. then I got my nice home and, you know, it's, it's planned out. Yeah. I think that's the, the point is just that like, you know, you spend money that might be considered to some people a waste in some areas and then not in other areas. You know, it's like, it's just, it's personal, you know, and oh, I yeah. think it's good to just be like, like, I know I waste money or, or I spend money. I don't waste money, right? Like yeah. on things that are different than my wife, you know, it's just like, I don't understand why you buy that. Like why you buy so many of those or whatever. It's like, well, that's just what I do. And yeah. You, you can feel guilty about it, but then it's, I feel like what I feel like you sort of came into was like, I don't need to feel guilty about this. Like, yeah. this doesn't need and to be I've something I hide. I've never felt guilty about my purchases because I've always understood where it was. I just felt odd about flaunting them in mm-hmm. certain areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you were referring to about. Totally. Like, I didn't want it on that's social fair. media. I didn't want, like, I didn't think that that was necessary. I yeah. still don't really think that's necessary. I don't need to show um, my wealth on social. Yeah. Like, that's not necessary although now i kind of want to do like a fly photo in front of the jag you know <laughs> like down on the waterfront wide angle from low you know with the shoes oh the glasses God. down absolutely not It'd be good laying on top of the hood <laughs> exactly no. yeah we'll do a whole thing okay no. well that was good i feel like that was enlightening oh you know okay how you feeling great good all right all right it feels good to just be super honest about stuff i feel like for so much of my life i've been a little bit like contrived in terms of especially in conversations like this about like okay what's okay to say Mm -hmm. what's not and i'm like honestly at this point in time like you can agree or not agree with Mm -hmm. me but this isn't this is just me telling people my perspective on things i'm trying to yeah you're not saying this is the way it is just the way it is for you yes yeah yeah and money's weird. Like, you know, it's very secretive of how much you make. And no yeah. one wants to. It's like you're playing poker all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's like we don't discuss it. And yeah. It's and bizarre. money needs to be discussed because so many of us don't have a skill of like dealing with money mm-hmm. and like what to do with money yeah. and how to save your money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like money should be taught in school. Yeah. You know, like I'm fortunate to be able to have now people around me that are like we have, you know, money conversations with Craig or like people that have a lot of knowledge around what to do with money um, because it's necessary. Yeah. It doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> totally. I mean, I guess technically it's made from trees. Oh, right wow. Jeez, here you go. <laughs> All right, here we Gosh. go. Holly coming in hot. I'm looking for advice on how to transition from running my business all on my own or with free help from my friends and family to having employees who I pay a legit living wage. It seems really daunting, especially while I'm, I'm just trying to live a life outside of my business as well. How is it possible to grow in this way? Woo. Well, I don't know what type of business Holly is running. Holly, I don't know what type of business you're running, so I don't know if it's possible. But I would say consultants before employees. Mm. I would say that, and I think a lot of our team is consultants. Mm-hmm. So essentially, before I take on... Or contractors. Or contractor, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. Uh, wrong word. 
before we're taking on employees, I think contractors is honestly just a safer way because with an employee, you're taking on a lot. And depending on what type of business you have, like there's maybe a potential of growth that's happening, but not guaranteed. And I think a contractor helps to be able to have something that at certain point in time, if it's not working, you can let them go. Um, and also just that it can be managed uh, in a very different way because they're paid based on projects or mm-hmm. time. Um, so that would be my number one suggestion there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what I would say too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I never hired employees. I always just had contractors as well. And then the yeah. nice thing too is you sort of get to lay out a certain amount of time or a certain amount of things and then you can sort of reflect and it's not just expected that this goes on forever whereas like an employee it's like well this is now my job like yeah. you're depending and yeah you know. I also think there's something very different I think in a, a contractor's mindset is a little bit different because they're probably running their own business mm-hmm. as well um and so there's just sometimes there's different mindsets between like an employee mindset and then an employer like they are running their own business and in collaboration with you and partnership with you um and i have found in the past that i think that just like they show up a little differently again i will say holly our team is all contractors um we have craig and i are the only employees of our company and there's mm-hmm. a there's a team of 10 of us mm-hmm. so that's what we do. Yeah. And I think, you, so you worked a lot with your brother, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So like, how is that transition of like deciding, or did he, did he decide to walk or no. what happened? <laughs> oh my gosh, shots fired. No. Well, so my brother was an employee of my company before I partnered with Craig. Okay. Um, and that worked out great. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting into with him. Um, but it got to a point where, yeah, definitely like there was not enough growth for him in, in my company. And so he moved on to, and he's doing amazing now. So that was the the best move for him. But I think that was the last employee that we had. Like, mm. I don't necessarily, that would not be my first move. There's a lot that goes into, and it's really expensive to have an employee. Like we're playing insurance. Like there's a lot that goes into having an employee where if you can, I would a thousand percent say start with contractors. And also like, depending on the business, are, are you, do you have so much business that, you know, you're looking to grow? Is it trainers? Like, what is it that you're doing? Cause that's yeah. all very dependent, but contractors, if you can. Yeah. And let's just play that. It's a fitness, that she's I a trainer, assume, yeah. my guess is. And I think similar to like films and photography, it's like hiring, at least as my belief, like looking for contractors who do what you don't so that it's not like you're kind of both doing the same thing and arguing over who's doing it better because you're so close to the thing. Like with our team, obviously, it's like everyone has their own thing. You don't have to worry about like you stay in your lane and you get help where it actually like helps versus kind of hiring more of you. Yeah. And I will say, I think there's certain positions where you could have a contractor that grows into an employee, Mm -hmm. but I think one of the things about starting to expand your business is you have to be okay letting people go. And I think that's hard for people. But when you have contractors, like if it's not working anymore and the term is up, like you don't have to rehire. And I think that's a lot easier. And you could get to the point where you do want employees and you want them, you know, only working with you, but it's a safer bet to kind of test them out that way and then hire them on. Yeah. So cool. my advice. I like it. All right. Last question from Sari. Thank you, Sari, by the way, because she put in uh, parentheses, like Larry, but Sari. Oh, Very that's helpful. so good. Because I think, I think we've taken a question before from Sari and we may have referred to her as sorry. So I am sorry, Sari. Oh. But here we are. <laughs> Just play. 
Yeah. Hi, Kaisa. I love you so much. Um, I just wanted to reach out to ask you, as a female entrepreneur or solopreneur, um, how you kind of stand out. You train with a lot of men. I train with a lot of men. You're a female learning from men. I'm a female learning from men. Um, how do you set yourself out as a female in this industry? And um, as a small business owner, how do you set yourself out as a female? Um, I hope that makes sense. And love you. Thank you. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Sari, thanks for the question. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I get these questions, I don't know if this is Okay, but I've never looked at it as male or female. I've never looked at men as my competition. Mm. I've never looked at men any differently than women. Like, if, if we want to talk about competition, everybody's in my competition. I've only ever really just wanted to work as hard as I possibly could to be the best version of myself. So I don't have good advice when it says, how do you handle being around men? I handle being around men the same way as I handle being around women. Like I just show up and I, you know, do my best and I am very conscious about, you know, the people that I'm around and whether or not I think this is a supportive place. And if it's not a move on um, or a supportive friendship or whatever it is, but I just don't. And never have looked at men any different than women, especially in this industry. I'm aware mm -hmm. that there are less women in this industry. I'm aware of wanting more badass women here and supporting that. But I just don't, I don't really look at anybody as my competition in this industry. Um, and I think we're all like in this together and I think we all make each other better. And so I'm sorry, Siri, I don't have the best answer to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's like, I feel like you just kind of bring the no bullshit like attitude where it's like, if that's a thing here, if you're going to try to treat me less or not mm -hmm. like offer me, you're, it's like, you're not going to try to change that with that. You're just like, you just stay in, you just stay bulldozing ahead. And it's like, I don't have time for that. I'm going this way. It, oh, well, yeah. I will say thank you. Gosh, sometimes you do know me better than I know myself, but that is a thousand percent because even in business now, let's say like with social media and partnerships, like I have a very good male friend and I'm very aware of what he's making on certain deals that are like similar to mine and I'm not offered the same. And there's like a lot of like there, you can be asking for that, but at a certain point in time, you can just realize like there the value isn't there and I'm just going to move on. You know what I mean? And I'm going to keep doing my damn thing. And sometimes I would say maybe it motivates me a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do find motivation from that um, because I want to be seen as equal because I am equal. Um, but I don't, I don't ever kind of like pity myself or, you know, have that kind of a little bit more victim mindset about being like, it's harder out here being a female. It is, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of up for the challenge, but yeah. I don't look at men or women differently. Yeah. It seems like it is kind of like, it really, it, it's kind of your competitive mindset where it's just like, yeah, if anyone wants to try to knock me down or like, you know, not let me in the room, I'm going to get in the room. Yeah, That's kind of how it feels, you know? So it's like, I, I see... I see what you're saying. Not everybody has that, but I think that is like, that's a definitely like a strong stance and like the competitiveness of your nature. I think it's just it's like, so, that's true. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know yeah. that that's like helpful to Sari, but like, yeah. I think just acknowledging that like sometimes, yeah, there might not be advice. It's just like, it's your personality, right? Yeah. And like not everyone, everyone's going to have a different personality and not everyone's going to be equipped with being like 
don't fucking talk to me like that. Yeah, and like I think the frustration, like a lot of times, I mean, I have moment of frustration, but also I use it as fuel. <laughs> like, okay, well, you're lost, you know, like yeah. you're bad. Yeah. You're going to see that that was a mistake or you're not. And like, whatever. I think there's plenty of opportunity for me and for us. And so I just like, I think maybe as I've gotten older, I've learned to just let it go a little bit quicker. But yeah, I just don't really focus on that. And I don't know that I ever really had. Also, because I grew up like athletic wise, I grew up competing with the guys. Like I just grew up thinking I was we were all the same. Mm -hmm. So and technically we are, but I think for me, especially in the industry, like I'm aware that there's more men than women. I'm aware of wanting more women here, but I don't see a difference in terms of like competition and I don't see my peers as competition. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, I like that. And Honesty. I have very intense energy. So we know it's not about it's calm a man, down. A man, I know it's not about a man or a woman. It's just about who can handle it. <laughs> yes. We know the energy can get yeah. intense. That is true. I've been trying to lay back today so I don't like bring it at you. Oh no, it's cool. Okay. I feel, I feel safe behind this like iPad. <laughs> like there's things I could kind of throw as I run to trip you up if you did kind of attack okay put it out there i've never attacked him team i'm not physical physically yeah, <laughs> yeah. verbally debatable Ooh. okay so those were our questions i had just a kind of a few follow-up things that we didn't get to last uh episode so in yeah i don't need to preload it anymore but like partnerships obviously you're like social media like you have a lot of partnerships and you have for a long time before then did you have and you could either speak to those or partnerships with like gyms or partnerships with like local companies. But like, how do you, did you look at partnering with, uh, with people or organizations and how did that help you early on? And maybe not even early on, but up until now. I mean, I'm a team player. So I think I am always going to prefer to be in partnerships. I think one, I have started to, early on, I started to understand like life is really just about relationships and partnerships are relationships. And life is really about the next person being able to co like connect you to the next person. And I, that was like really important to me early on. So whether it was the partnerships I was having with my clients and they were helping, you know, bring in new clients for me, or it was partnerships as I grew on social media with other companies that, you know, I could connect with somebody that was running that company, then left, this happened all the time, then they left, they went to another company, they mm. remembered me, like I've just, partnerships have constantly been something where I try to show up as my be the best version of myself, and I constantly am trying to have somebody remember me <laughs> and wanna work with me no matter where they're at. Um, so that's on that side of partnerships. On the other side of partnerships is within my own business. And that's a different story. Let's let's hold off on that okay. one. Let's hit that next. But like, okay. I know like early on, you know, you worked with like Lululemon, I remember. Yeah. And like, uh, well, that, that was just one. I remember yeah. like seeing like events and stuff. Um, how did that, like, how did those things, was that because of social media? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think all main, all major partnerships happened because of social media. And I think we already touched on this, but a lot of partnerships that happened early on weren't actually paid partnerships. They were just, mm. uh, for me, I valued the exposure of a partnership. And what Matt, uh, what Matt, wow. It's all good. That's my uncle. But what Mike's referring to is Lou Lemon. I did, I had the opportunity to coach inside of Husky Stadium, which was a, always had been a goal of mine. Um, and so I didn't get paid, but it was a huge opportunity for me and one in which I valued without money. So, um, 
there have been a lot of partnerships early on in my career that were just exposure partnerships. And how do those, like, what does that exposure lead to? Is it more partnerships or is it more like clients? Like, yeah. how do you see that kind we of stuff? We touched helping on out? this because we talked about the Beats one, but I think there's been a handful for me where I feel like exposure could lead to another opportunity and eventually that opportunity would be paid. Mm. Um, and also for somebody whose entire life on social media has to do with exposure, exposure, you know, you get eyes on you, you get more people to understand who you are. I wasn't selling an actual fitness product at the time that I did the Husky Stadium one, but I knew where I was going. So this is another thing to bring back to like, ultimately, where are you going and what are you doing? I knew, even if it was going to be years down the road, that my entire goal was to have a a platform of some sort that I was selling movement. Mm -hmm. So the more people that I could get to move with me and have that experience and then go tell their friends and family and whatever was all going to be valuable. Um, Just maybe not on that day. Um, but so for me, I was like always very clear about what I was doing and why I was doing it, because I think you have to know whether or not the partnership is right for you, but you can't know that unless you're clear about where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't just take any partnership, the beats partnership, which we've talked about. I took that because I knew for a fact more businesses would look at me, more big companies would look at me in a different light if they saw that beats chose to partner with me on a big campaign Mm -hmm. and it's true and it happened. So those are, and I bet on myself and some I get wrong, but a lot I've gotten right exposure in magazines, any magazine you do, any magazine feature, like you're doing that for free, but that was exposure to me. That was goals. That was goals since I was young, but also that was exposure for free. Yeah. So in like the Lulu stuff like that, you worked with them more than once, right? Like there's a handful of things you would do with them over the years. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I honestly can't really remember. But yeah. But Lululemon never paid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then I got to a point. No knock. I got to a point where I was like, that I, this isn't this isn't serving me anymore. Yeah. And I no longer want to be in partnership. Which is great. Yeah, it's interesting because I've noticed like a lot of like, well, through COVID, I know like talking to trainers, part, just partnerships being advantageous of like getting connected to like tech companies and things like that where you quarterly or monthly you like train virtually or you train like you know you lead a class like I remember Keisha was doing dance classes for I think it was like Microsoft or somebody and it was like this cool thing where it was consistent and because you get on their you know their radar and you do it uh then you kind of you get this like recurring thing and so these like partnerships that are sort of I think in the past like not really possible there's a lot of these new partnerships that people are benefiting from as well. Yeah. And I think you have to know what you're doing because let's say you were showing up, you know, to teach some classes, but then you had nowhere else for somebody to buy a class mm-hmm. from you or nowhere else for somebody to connect with you. Like maybe that's actually not that valuable. Like what, what exposure, where is that exposure going to lead to? You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's really important too, because you can find yourself out here being like, Oh, that could be a good opportunity. That's a good opportunity. I should do that. I should do that. But why? Yeah. And so then you have to be clear, like, okay, I'm going to do these things because I have a product to sell. I'm going to show up to these classes for Amazon or whatever and get paid less than I should, because I'm going to try to have a lot of those people want to work more with me. And then here's the product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you got to work your, work your exposure. Like, Hey, can you have an email that goes out after that? Like I'll coach, I'll come and coach this class, but can we have an email that goes out to all these people after and leads them back to here's where they can buy my product for 20% off. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you have to really think about using that exposure to the best, like 
to serve you the best. Well, yeah, because like, what are <clears throat> what are you exposing them to? Exactly. If it's just you, th- there's nothing there. Then like, cool. A lot of people know about you, yeah. but like that doesn't do anything. No. Yeah, and I I definitely think tying it back to a product or tying it back mm-hmm. to your business or being able to bring it back to where. Or for me, at certain times, exact example of Lululemon, I didn't have a product at the time, but I knew where I was going, and social was my product. So yeah, you were using it for leverage mm-hmm. to kind of. Yeah. Create that momentum. But I will say, I it is always a thought process. I don't just say like, oh, that would be really cool to go work, you know, for the Mariners. I, I just threw that out there. But I'm like, okay, what? Would, how would that benefit me? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good use of my time, you know? And yeah. I've always thought that. You could say, oh, you have the luxury of saying that now. No, I've always thought that. Like, mm. I've always thought my time is very valuable and I'm, I'm conscious about where I put it and what I do with it. Yeah. It's great. You got, you got riled up there at the end that was nice yeah i like it when you do that because i know that you're 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 feeling the passion yeah you like sit forward and you start you know my body going yeah it's good it's good so you had mentioned business like i think you were getting into business partnership you've had a couple yeah what so i guess i'm thinking of like okay someone who might be looking to like partner with somebody so Business partners are a different story. I would first and foremost say it is very difficult to be in partnership in business because it's you're choosing, you're essentially choosing a non-romantic relationship and you're like bringing a child into this world. You know what I mean? Like it's like very intimate and intense and you need to know yourself and you need to know your partner. And the number one thing that I have learned is that you should be partnering with somebody that does not have the same skill set as you, that brings something that you cannot bring. And I think I learned that, and it was a really hard lesson to learn in my first partnership. And I, and I walked away from that first business partnership saying I'll never be in business again with somebody because just the way that I think and how much I invest in something that I constantly am resenting somebody for not giving up their entire life the same way. But when Craig came along, I had gotten to a point years later after my first um, partnership failed, I'd gotten to a point of realizing I've literally actually gone as far as I can go by myself and I want to go further. Mm. And in order to do that, I need to partner with somebody that's going to be partnering allows the benefit of somebody being really invested in something, right? Like I'm not just bringing on a contractor or somebody to help me with a few things. Like I wanted somebody to be very invested in what we were doing, but also they needed a completely different skill set. Like I knew where my missing puzzle pieces were and I knew I couldn't fill them. So there's just a different respect level for somebody coming in and somebody comes in at a very different level once I am aware of what I need and what I deserve and what my value is. So um, an actual partner in your business can be very, very difficult. I do not suggest you just randomly pick somebody that you have like, you know, a good friendship with. I think you should be very thoughtful about it. And I do think you should think about it as you are bringing a child into this world. And are you all on the same page as you raise this business child baby? Um, Because it gets really difficult and money makes everything difficult. Money makes everything complicated and a business is all about, or most businesses are about making money. Mm -hmm. So, and did you like, would you suggest taking it as far as you can on your own before or because I know a lot of people like in general like I you know people are always like oh I want to partner with someone on this thing like kind of before something's even really moving and I know it's a per, obviously it's per person 
and it's their situation and it could be successful. But like, how do you, it sounds like you took it as far as you could go. And then you started going like, okay, I need these things in order for me to grow more. To me, that sounds super safe. Like that's what I, any friends, whoever sort of like I'm having this conversation with them. I was like, are you just hiring, you know, are you trying to kind of take a shortcut or cause you're getting a little burnt out or do you actually feel like this is going to make it bigger and like take it to a place that you can't take it to alone? Well, yeah, you need, I don't know. Cause yeah. I think it all depends. I think a lot of people start companies together. Like they start mm-hmm. from the bottom together because they have an idea. Um, but for me, I was very clear one, when you partner with somebody, you're giving up a huge percentage of your company. And so for me, I wanted exponential growth. I wasn't, a lot of people probably would have been okay with where I was. I wanted and had a vision for myself that was something so much bigger than where I was and I couldn't do it alone. Mm. And so that's, for me, I was very clear that it was going to take a partner and the way in which I am invested in my own company, a contractor or somebody just to help me with some parts of the business side wasn't going to work. Like I knew I needed to be in partnership that I could collaborate with somebody that was as invested as I was invested. And I'm not saying that's right for everybody, but I would say you should be, unless you have an idea with somebody and that's where it all is born. I mean, you don't just want to bring in a partner. And if that's where you're at, just because you want help with certain things, again, it would go back to, I would say, you should look at hiring out because depending on where you want to grow your business at the end of the day to give up huge percentages of your business when you could have just paid somebody, you know, their rate in the beginning, it might seem a little daunting, you know, to pay 5,000 for a project. But in the end, when you've given somebody 20% of your company or 40% of your company and you're huge, (laughs) Like, shit, I wish I would have just paid that, you know? Yeah. So you definitely want to think about it. I wouldn't just go into partnership just to be in partnership. Totally. Um, what have you learned? Would you would you say, what's a couple things that you've learned being in part? Because now it's been like three years with Craig, right? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I feel like it all always comes back to being really willing to do a lot of my own self work because I think partnerships, it's always a reflection of like how healthy I am. Um, and I think I've learned so much about my partnership with Craig, the, the business partner that I'm in now. Um, I learned I made the fucking best decision ever. Like I know I made the right decision. Um, but I, and for me, I feel like I feel like I was taking a huge risk. And so looking back, I'm very proud of taking that risk. Um, And then I've just learned that I constantly have to be working on my shit because it is basically like, it's the most intimate relationship that you have without it being like, obviously like intimate, but because you're working on something that means so much to you. And for me, I think I've learned that not everybody has to value my baby the way that I value my baby, but you know, do they value our partnership and what we're doing the same way? Are we headed in the same direction? For me, choosing a partner was in fitness was really important that they understood there was a lot of money that could be made if we sold weight loss products or, you know, we tried to change the way people looked. And like, I feel so proud that our entire team, not just my partner and I are on the same page about a lot of our core values. So yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah, you yeah. learned that 
you're doing the right thing. I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> I learned it's also work. Like, yeah, it's work to show up 24 seven and to like constantly talk through things. And partnerships are not all fun and games. Like, it's fun when things are going good. It's hard when things are on a roller coaster ride. And you have to constantly. I think in any other relationship, like you have to constantly choose to show up and do the work. Otherwise, it's going to fall apart. And sometimes that means like you know, Craig is showing up. 80% and I'm only, he, he meets me there cause I'm only 20, you know, sometimes that means I'm at 90. Like it's like, it's, it's a dynamic. It's an ebb and a flow. It's a relationship. It's not the exact same as when we came in, mm. but I think as with any choice of a relationship, we are committed to each other and what we've decided to bring into this world and what we've decided to do. And we're committed to like working through that and we really respect each other. And that's ultimately, I think at the end of the day, like you gotta be able to respect your partner and what they bring to the table. Um, And I've never once, knock on wood, sat here and felt like I'm doing so much more or you know what I mean? Like I've never resented my partner, I'm very clear about what he does and how much I respect what he does and, and how fortunate I am to be in partnership with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was good. Why I, are you staring through me? Sometimes just that means you have a no, question. Or... No, it's not. It's just, I just, I'm thinking, you know, I get to think here. A but let bit. me just say partnerships okay, while you, <laughs> while you are thinking, let me just say they're very hard. As with all relationships, they're very hard Mm -hmm. and they're very complicated. And you do need to be doing your own self work (laughs) to be in a partnership. And I think like a lot of partnerships, business in general gets glorified. Entrepreneurship gets glorified. You know, partnerships can be glorified. But again, I it is a lot of work 24 seven self work 24 seven to be able to show up in a partnership as the healthiest version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So be cautious of going into partnership. Absolutely. You know, that, if that's the takeaway, yeah. yes. Be cautious about going into partnerships. Don't just partner because y'all are friends right now. Like really, does your partner offer something that you don't? Mm-hmm. If it was a joint idea, you know, you can't like probably run with it. That's a separate thing. But if you're thinking about partnering with somebody, do they offer something completely different than you? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of being a dad. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, yeah. It is. Because it's like, it's like, I'm, it's great, but plan for it because it's also not great. You know, like it's all the things and you always, you, as soon as you have something figured out, it's going to change and you got to be, you know, not, you got to be willing to grow with that change because like you said, I, I like what you said that uh, they're going to be different. You're going to be different. What, how it started is going to be different. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. And if you can't evolve with that, it's going to be really, really, really hard and, and probably just not going to work out. Yeah. And if there starts to be like little things that fester, don't let them continue to grow. Mm. Like you, it, you have to work on your partnership. Like you work on very important relationships to you Yeah, because that's like, it is for me. It's one of the most important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think we can, uh, I think we can settle in. That was pretty good. Okay. I think that, I mean, yeah, I don't know if, unless you want to hit anything else that was like on my list. You you took it home. I feel like we just started the podcast, so that was great. No, we're at you know we're almost at an hour. Wow! And I know you have a tight schedule. <laughs> okay, I also, stop. you know, know your headache is. I don't know where it's at right yeah, now. We're all good, but I do. I'm just going to bring it back to saying if people if people have gotten this far and listen, we do really want to have conversations that are beneficial to you. So if you are a trainer, if you have very specific questions, like please, just because this is part two of our 
business doesn't mean we don't need to, we can come back at a different Mm -hmm. time and have more conversations if we know about what interests you all. So again, just go to kaisafit.com slash ask, put in your questions there. All of the ones that we listened to today, that's where people are recording them. Um, But that way then we, our conversation is more guided by what people want to hear, which is ultimately why we started doing this in the first place. So please like reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Oh my God. That was so good. I just want to take that little snippet and just post that because oh, wow. you have really gotten comfortable just nailing that. KaiserFit.com slash ask. We want to hear from you. So solid. The lines are open now. Oh my God. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Now let's see if you, you can wrap. Can you wrap it up though? That's been I can wrap challenge. it up. Here we go. So we really appreciate you all tuning in. If you enjoyed this conversation, please go leave us a review. They really matter to us. We would love to hear about what you think hopefully it's a five-star review but if it's not if it's not maybe just dm me instead and let yeah. me know what's up yeah. um but thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you back on the kaisa show very soon